Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody and welcome into another episode of the phnx sons podcast i'm Lindsay. that's flex that's gerald that's espo gentlemen how you guys doing okay no i got First some beef one. with you oh, oh of course boy. you I do got, <laughs> i got some beef with you you go in the discord bring it on espo night, what you got and you decide i'm gonna oh. sow some chaos mm-hmm. yeah. and that's you right. say batman's the worst superhero because he no, the not. only reason you think this is because you subscribe to the lifestyle of the Joker, all right? That's not you want Some women just want to watch the world burn, and you happen to be one of them. While that is true, yes, that does not influence my opinion on Batman whatsoever. Like, you, I'm sorry, but he's the worst. I mean, Iron Man he's was literally an arms dealer. Way. <laughs> Iron Man was literally everything okay, you hate about Iron Bruce Man Wayne. Also sucks. But is an arms dealer. Hold, hold on. I'm a Superman guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Look, I, I love Superman's great. The too, only but... beef I have with Superman is like, bro, you really gonna tell me you put on glasses and nobody knows it's you? <laughs> Give me a freaking <laughs> That's not his fault. Get That's everybody around. That's true, yo. Like, That's what? true. That's true. I'm sorry. Come on, Batman, <laughs> billionaire that spends almost all his money on trying to fix the city he grew up in. And no, besides, you that's know what? Not ex- the Batman is a multi-billionaire, could literally fix all the problems like that. Instead, She's he plays tried. dress up at night and like no, hangs out with other like rich people and is petty. Have you ever watched Batman? Batman is a true detective that tries to save oh my the city of he Gotham. He literally spends Yo, millions of dollars Scott- on projects to... His own project. I'm not a city project. I'm not a big superhero. If you have billions of dollars, you can make that done instantly. Why is Gotham City so damn? Cloudy and dark all the time. Okay, I don't mind. Is there a reason for that? (laughs) No, no. Is there a reason? Like every time I watch the movie, it's like gloomy the whole day. No, that's that's what I'm saying. We get a little sun in New York. Like Gotham City is like dark every day. I I think I I want to give you the eleven right now, Lindsay. (laughs) Well, that's where I'm at. Right right? back at you, bud. All right, let's get it. Right back at you. I do love though that Chris was like in the chat. Lindsay just acting like she didn't try to destroy the Discord last night. (laughs) Um, Listen, if you are in our Discord, it is fantastic. Most of the time, it's sun. Sometimes it's bread, and other times it's just random rants. Other times, Lindsay Um, throws a grenade and runs. I literally (laughs) sat there for thirty minutes last night while I was stewing over how much I dislike Batman. I was like, should I? drop this in the discord or not should i should i not i'm gonna do it it's like a personal <laughs> front to both of us hello's right and then i Fle- tagged gerald <laughs> hello is right flex is sitting here like 
Why am I with these nerds? <laughs> Not as fan. Because we're fun. That's why. Well, welcome in, everybody. We've got a lot of fun stuff in store for you for today's show. But first, we all know that Twitter can be a great place. It can be a bad place. But what we know for certain is that X gonna give it to you. X gonna give we it to you. We got leaks today on Twitter. <laughs> a couple uh, sneak peeks, maybe? Yeah. Of the new Suns jersey that is uh, highly anticipated. We're hopefully going to get this, what, Espo, you said in November is when it should officially be out? That's that's the intimation with it. I don't know officially official, but sometimes when these leak, they move those dates up because they don't want to be shown up. So I don't know specific, but yeah, that was Somewhere what I was around hearing. there. But I, I got to tell you, uh, I personally love these new jerseys i think they have finally mm -hmm. they, they took some of the great elements of different sons jerseys and put them together in such a beautiful way that honors uh, the hispanic heritage in that I, los sons always felt so forced never felt authentic to <laughs> well, me well it was a league wide initiative too wasn't it it was and and they they never they always just felt like they were kind of haphazard it was just hey we're going to add that to to the jersey this feels like it, they they went the extra mile and i love the little detail of the teal from the originative i do jerseys too around the numbers yes. that that the almost turquoise. Uh, the turquoise excuse me almost that that ombre uh, kind of fade in the numbers there's just so many nice little touches on these that i can't wait to see the full release on mm -hmm. it so we see the side panel details all those things, because what we learned with those originative jerseys is a lot of times they hide very specific details to the culture. Not hide, but they they incorporate them into design in the side panel, in the in the collar. There'll be all sorts of things that I think will be very nice. And I think this is a great way to kind of meld all these things. You get the purple, you get the orange, which is traditional, but you go out in, in different ways as well. Yeah, I'm with you. For one, I really love El Valle for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, I just think that's such a cool nod to the valley yeah. and what kind of has come and grown from that in general. I'm 100% on board with the teal, like you were saying. If it actually is around this kind of like ombre colored uh, gradient, if you will, around the numbers, big fan of that because it makes them pop so much more. The one thing I will say is I heard that these were going to be like, an almost black looking purple. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, lighting and all that stuff makes a difference as far as what we see in, in leaks yeah. and whatnot. But I kind of wish the purple was a little bit darker. Yeah. But again, it could be by the time we actually get the real thing. Yeah. Flex, you'll learn. I nerd out about this stuff. This is <laughs> no, this I, is one of my wheelhouses. I, I know that of you. You've told me that. <laughs> uh, I, I love them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think they're fire. I love the colors. Is that on the side of the jersey? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite part of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just pops. It gives you, I don't know why, maybe it's an East Coast thing, but it gives me that Miami Vice vibe mm -hmm. on the side there. I think um, it's trying to fit in like hot rod culture, right? Isn't mm -hmm. it kind of the... The car culture as well, the low oh, rider culture. That. Is, that what, is that what it is? I think is? that's what it was going for. Man, though, that that with a fresh pair of shorts and some F, all white Air Force Ones. Mm -hmm. Oh man, <laughs> I'm already, I'm already, I'm already envisioning it. Those are fire. I, that's, that might be my favorite jersey. I really like them. Yeah. And this will probably be what one year. Yeah, usually the cities are one year. Yeah. yeah. Now, now they could bring it back as 
they got creative with the the valley ones to bring them back a second year so you never know that's but true i'm guessing we're gonna get a court too Ooh, Ooh that's a year for you're the right court. about I'm, that i've didn't I've even think about the court. courts, and I'm going to guess that's well the, because we haven't seen a second court, court yet. No. Right. So, and the, isn't this the only jersey we're waiting on? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. in theory, it, it makes sense that this one would come with a court. Also, mm-hmm. I'm very curious to know what the shorts look like because yeah. I think the shorts really make or break the full look mm-hmm. of a uniform. And typically, the shorts have a little extra something that is like, oh, that's dope. Yeah. It's small, but I really like it. So you make a great point. I like the color on the side of the jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping the shorts that it blend continues into down. It. Yes, yeah. yes, that would be cool. Yeah, I don't know, but I am anxiously waiting for November, somewhere around there, end of October, so that we finally get to see these on players because they always look way better when you get to see them on players. So I'm guessing we get court release the the regular court release sometime soon. So mm-hmm. I just teased that a little on social today. I uh, didn't give away much. My guess. We might get it tomorrow because 2K, 2K comes yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say that. And that's going to give away. Yeah, what, 2K, what the court 2K gives it out before yeah. anybody. No, so that's right. Yeah. These jerseys will be locked. They won't have them in the game yet. But the court will the open. The court will be there. So that'll give it away. So I'm guessing we see that in the next day. I'm betting we get some kind of G League news in the not-too-distant future because it sounded like that based on what Ishbi has told you. And then I think we get those jerseys third. So I think we'll see those kind of things laid out here so i see okay i always forget that 2k leaks so much for teams if you're not on top of it Mm -hmm. gotta love 2k uh we'll talk a little bit more about 2k and whether they did right or wrong (laughs) by one of our guys but first i want to tell you guys about our friends over at wink wink is a fantastic company and the product is a seltzer with just a wink of thc so you just get a little high not a lot of high it kind of just takes the edge off maybe if you are an anxious person it helps bring that down it is perfect for social environments it's bubbly it's light but again you, it allows you to keep your wits, so it's not too crazy. It's not like going out and just having a, a wild <laughs> night. Um, and it tastes like your favorite refreshing flavored seltzer. So can't recommend Wink enough. And they are available in either 2.5 milligram cans or 5 milligram cans. And you can find Wink right here in Arizona. Look for Wink at all Sunday Goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica Dispensary in Tucson. They're also now in 12 states nationwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen others. To find the fastest way to get your hands on one, just go to drinkwink.com and that is Wink spelled with an uh, a Y. I almost said I, like it was like normal. She looked at you with the spelling too. I love that. I know. Cause well, because if I try and spell something creatively, Gerald's like, that's not how it's spelled. Why'd you capitalize that? Comma doesn't go there. That doesn't make sense. You're welcome. (laughs) Gerald's like, listen, we're going to be semi-professional. And when it comes to grammar, that's where I draw the line. All right. Also our friends over at BetMGM, you know, we love them. If you have not downloaded the BetMGM Sportsbook app now. You are absolutely missing out. Make sure you do that. And make sure you sign up for BetMGM using the bonus code PHNX. You can place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. So they are coming out with some great deals for you guys. So make sure you get in on the action. It's available on iOS or Android. Um, you can find all the information in the description of this show. All right. We got more leaks. 
But this time it's a leak from the man himself. <laughs> Devin Booker is just teasing us left and right mm -hmm. with the videos on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm just anxiously awaiting the arrival of these shoes in real life because I can't wait to see what they actually look like in person. I love that he just drops the little clip of him and Phil Knight with the shoe. Like, mm -hmm. You, you got to like, that's a major yeah, flex. Yeah, you know? that is a flex. Can, can we go back to the, to the book uh, logo on the tongue too? I'm starting to come around to this. I know I kind of was like, ah, I wish they get. I'm kind of coming around yeah. to, the, to the book script. Yeah. I like that. It's, uh, so. it's simple, like it. but it's elegant. Um, I love the video, too, because there were so many cameos in that. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't have a problem with the logo. I, I think these are going to be the type of shoes that look really great in person when you're able yeah. to see them up close. Yeah. I, yeah. The, the little touch on the back with the chapter one. Yes. I love that. I love that. Yeah. That's what they're calling is the chapter, chapter one. one. Yeah. That's such that's such a cool thing. They're playing into the, into the book the nickname, obviously, but it's also a, a cool way to frame a, a first shoe as chapter one. Mm -hmm. Right. I no, like that a lot. I love it. I think they're a great shoe. I think you, what you said is on the money. When you actually feel them, mm -hmm. put them on and get up close with them. None of this stuff does it justice. Mm -hmm. I, I, I really believe that. And it's going to be a shoe that you're going to want to rock. If you're doing a show, if you're mm -hmm. walking around town, or if you're actually lacing them up, there's a nice uh, blend there. Because not every good basketball shoe is a shoe that you want to go walk around town exactly. with. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. This one, I, I think they were very specific on that. Um, they wanted to make blending both elements. And so I think y'all going to like it. Feel The shoe's going to feel great. I appreciate that a lot about this <laughs> shoe because... Obviously, I'm not buying a basketball shoe to play basketball in. Right. I'm buying it because I think it looks good from a fashion standpoint. Right. And there is only one basketball shoe that I have found that I actually like as a fashion shoe. Which one? Uh, the Kyrie's, honestly. Okay. Um, and then I think books could very well be that because it kind of has skater shoe vibes. Right. And then I also like how you it seems like there's going to be a lot of mixed textures within this yep. shoe, too, yep. which I think adds another element of the fashion side of things to it, where it may not make a difference for you from a basketball perspective. But from a fashion side of things, you're yeah. like, that adds a little something yeah. to this outfit, a little yeah. extra spice. That's, well, that's so why it's both a little suede. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I didn't mind the. Of the ones that were rolled out first, like the normal ones, I, I thought they looked like a cool shoe that you can play in or you can where like he it even showed in that first video he released of him liking comments about how it looks like a skater shoe. Like that's what they're going for yeah. that you can wear on or off the court. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see more of more of these when they're finally released. I'm hoping they help me dunk on an eight foot hoop. That's all I'm, I'm hoping. You know, Damn. They're, they're not magical on. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. hey. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> they can't take me back in time 20 years. <laughs> so are we thinking that we're going to be getting a, earlier release than what we initially thought because this is all coming out really fast from book and originally it was what christmas mm, yeah and he's gonna wear these opening night yeah yeah so yeah. i feel like they're gonna be earlier than we all think Hopefully. yeah yeah i mean, I, I, I think that's a safest yeah <laughs> i think that's safe right? to say yeah I, i'm i'm sure nike i'm completely speculating i obviously don't know nike's thinking as much as i'd love to say it but i'd imagine with what's going on with Jaw, they want another shoe in the market sooner rather, sooner than, rather later. than later mm. so they can capitalize 
on that. So, uh, so yeah. building up the hype like this makes a lot of sense the way they're doing it. I think there's going to be a wave. Yeah. There's going to be a particular one that's going to come out sooner than people think. Okay. And then there'll be another wave of a different color shoe that that'll be around All Star Break and. And it'll kind of trend that way. Yeah, so different colorways. like Because it's the orange one that we've seen the yes. most, right? Because yes. wasn't Drake rocking them the other night, too, yep. at his show? So it feels like the orange ones will be the first drop, like you're saying. Correct. And then Christmas, All-Star Break, somewhere around there, maybe we'll get purple, black, right. gray. Right. Whatever else kind of uh, colors. That's what it looks feeling. like, yeah. This. I like it. I'm excited for this. I'm... I was a little bit nervous at first when we found out that book was getting a shoe, but this has been years in the making. <laughs> yeah. Literally years no, in the making, you it guys. Has. Yeah. So we've been waiting for a very long time, mm -hmm. but I was a little bit nervous. He was going to go too much like his uh, Kobe Protros yeah. and like not something that felt more just a little different, something yeah. more for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I love these. I love that they are, encompass who Devin is. Yeah. All right. Another thing that we saw on Twitter Bless his heart. Ish Wainwright <laughs> came on this very program Damn. and talked with us about his 2K character and how 2K had been doing him dirty for so long. And we we begged and pleaded with 2K to hook him up. Yeah. Mm. Shout, shout out to my son. And we're halfway my, there. My guy, Sons Worldwide, who who found this screenshot. But okay, so why'd they give him Saban Lee's body? I don't like know. they got his head better this year. Then they give him Saban Lee's body. They didn't even give him the generic tattoos. This guy takes such pride. He talked about yeah. it on the show, and they did him so dirty. Like I feel like Ronnie Two K <laughs> has beef with Ish. Somehow. It's brutal, man. They didn't even give him his trademark shoulders. Like that's the one thing exactly. that when you see he Ish, like, like holy shit, he's built like a truck. Yeah. That I, dude's not built. I, like I a say truck. this with a great deal of respect, but he looks like Flex. Oh, <laughs> oh. come on, that's what that's <laughs> that's for the meeting. Earlier. Yeah, yeah, you got me back. Okay. <laughs> I love how he threw in with a great deal of respect and it was all disrespect. <laughs> Respectfully? Yeah. <laughs> no, but for real though, like they got his face so much better. The face, like, yeah. he, like neck up, good job, 2K. But like, what yeah. are we doing with the rest of Ish Wainwright? There's no tattoos. He's not built like the football player that he once was at one point in time in his life. Like, oh. come on. Yeah, he, look, he looks like a buck 60 there. You're right. right. It, it's like <laughs> Put him America. on LeBron's body at the very least. Right. It's Captain America before he gets the serum. Right? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> what you do this poor guy? Yeah, like, that's brutal, man. Maybe, maybe this is like something that was a preliminary one that was just like a holding place and they'll do better before tomorrow when it actually like, pops on. Right, why, right. why is that the holding place? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like let's, let's just make this guy look like he's 5'8". Like, like he just got out of middle school. I think then when they tried to scan him last summer, they the, he, his shoulders were too wide and they broke the scan. They, broke. they didn't get all the way around. That makes sense, bro. Oh, we got that it, makes we sense. Got Blame it on it. To just give Blame us a comment on I need to know how bad he's in his feels seeing this. Oh, it's terrible. Well, we'll double again. check tomorrow when 2K comes out and see if maybe it actually looks a little bit better. Uh, we do have two super chats. Uh, Suns Worldwide sent us one and said, I can confirm we are getting an El Valle court mm -hmm. with the eyeball emojis. So looking forward to that. And then Buddha said, why isn't Espo doing the ads? Sad face emoji. Well, Espo, they miss your ads. You know, that should make you feel better since Saul gave you so much grief yesterday. Lindsay, you know, I think Saul needs to take a little something 
when I read ads. And you know what he could take? I do. Some OGs. You know? <laughs> Fantastic transition. The, the best scratch-made THC gummies <laughs> in the business. Made here in Arizona. They've got the fruits. They've got the creams. They've got everything that you could want. They've got the strains that you're looking for. Yes. Whether you want to boost, whether you want to feel a little bit calmer, they got it. Uh, and right now, I, you know, I think that you should follow them on Instagram at OG's Brands and online at ogsbrands.com to find the local dispensary near you where mm -hmm. they where they do where they sell OGs and you must be 21 or no over to enjoy. That's right. There you go. We gave the people what you wanted. There we go. Esco read it out. Fantastic transition. You know, it would be <laughs> if you weren't 20 or 21 to yeah. have OGs, but illegal Pete's anybody can have it. Anybody. Okay. Yeah, can have and that. they've got the best uh, I love their Mexican food, right? We get it here uh, every other week. I love it. The environment out on Mill is spectacular. When we get to patio weather in about three weeks, there is not a better place to spend time in than out there at Illegal Pete's uh, on Mill. So make sure to go out there. It's your go-to spot this summer and this fall uh, for buddies, beers, and burritos. Stop by for happy hour, 3 to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Illegal Pete's. The go-to spot for the last 28 years. Can we, Yay! Got a boy, Can we give him my guy? Come on, my guy. Hey, hey, I, I really think it's Saul that trips you up. Oh, it right? is. It's so, all Saul's fault. It's, it's all it's Saul's, all Saul's fault. Whether you are a whole different dude. Whether it's Saul cutting him off or printing in the background during yeah, the show. I'm about, I'm about to go completely office space on the damn printer that's about five feet to my right that Saul's printed a goddamn novel. On while we're sitting here doing the show. Oh man! Can we? Oh, should, do goodness, we need to introduce goodness. Flex to Nookie Monster? By no, the way, no, I don't. Oh, oh, I feel like we, give him at least like a what? Last Thursday, right? Oh, so it's been oh Friday, Friday. Let's, give him a solid even a week. week. Yeah. Give him a week, Espo. Let's make sure he fully wants to be here before yeah. we oh, chase we him away. We don't need him to run the off. Ink's dry on the contract. The man's here. <laughs> he ain't going anywhere. Uh, we got that non-compete in that bad boy. Can we? Can we give the people a? peek behind the curtain here yes so we have a rundown of our show topics here at phnx that Lindsay and i look at religiously and while after after we had heard Did from espo his first shame? his first a little bit but after espo had done his first ad read emma starts typing oh, this is underneath emma, the Lindsay. ad read she goes no, everyone me. clapping for espo is like when a child messes up and cries about it and you make them feel better <laughs> I mean, Emma would, Emma would know about that since she was a child like two years ago. Oh You're wondering God. why Lindsay and I started losing our shit during Espo's ad read. Emma's that was, just writing us that little was notes. That why. Little funny notes. You guys don't distract me. Oh I was my in the goodness. zone. Yeah. That was a good ad read. And Lindsay, if you're in the zone... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, guys. <clears throat> We're going to hand out and do some kind of superlatives here today. We've asked a couple questions, and I want your guys' opinions on these. And it's basically who is going to be, who on the Phoenix Suns is going to be insert blank. I think we can start off with a easy or easier one, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, sweet baby angel. Who is going to be our sweet baby angel this year on the Phoenix Suns? Yuda! It's going to be Yuda. You think okay. so? I think everybody... I mean, it's a good go go watch some of the videos of him interacting with his uh, his, his Japanese teammates mm -hmm. uh, in FIBA. I think people are teammates and fans are gonna love him. I know he and KD have the relationship from Brooklyn. I think you'll see that 
on the court, I think everybody's going to love Yuta. Okay. That's probably the best pick. I went a different direction because I had Yuta for a different superlative and I didn't want to be redundant. Um, I'm going to go with the Rook, Tumani Kamara. I think oh, he's, yes. he's a sweetheart. He's somebody people are, are kind of forgetting about because of all the new additions that we've gotten. Um, we've had him on the show already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and yeah. he's he's a great dude. That's so. a good one because remember when Saul said something about his fit and he smiled? Yeah. Yes. Still <laughs> yeah. In, uh, on there and we saw him smile. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a really good one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with my man Damian Lee. Okay. I mean, Damian mm-hmm. Lee is one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. Um, his family is one of the best families you'll ever meet. I mean, this guy's just a great human being across the board. Terrific basketball player mm-hmm. and uh, very good in the locker room. Everyone roots for him. And he just has that thing about him that when he gets on the court, you naturally just want to see good things happen for him, mm-hmm. right? When he hit that game-winning shot last year, yeah, I'm like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> so um, I'm going with Damian Lee, man. I just think that uh, his personality is is infectious. Yeah. I will least. say having Damian Lee on the show gave me much a much greater appreciation for who he is as a person because you usually get in small moments, right? Like mm-hmm. a post-game presser or after practice – he spent over an hour, it felt like, with us wow. on this show. Yeah. And we asked for, what, 20 minutes? And then I said, I was like, okay, we'll let you go. He's like, I'm chill. Like, let's yeah. hang out even longer. <laughs> That's how right. he, he's a great dude. Man. Damian Lee is definitely <laughs> up there on the list. I think Tumani is a great pick. And I am interested about Yuta, but I feel like he might be a little too reserved mm-hmm. for us to really get to know deep down who he is in year one. Mm-hmm. If he's here beyond that, I think he might be in the running. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I brought this up as something that we needed to do, I am going to exercise my right to wait oh, wow. until we get to talk to them this, a little bit oh, more. Lindsay Smith, the, the best at putting on oh, the chaps wow. and riding the fence. Only, to be fair. only for this one, because this is a very important designation to hand out. So this you is can't take this lightly. Oh, that's right. your award. This yes. is this is her like designated award. Right. So. Like we, we can't take <laughs> this lightly, but I did want to get this your guys' opinions on who you like, think I should maybe keep an eye out like on. Like all season we got wait is uh, it like the end of the year war no. like a month in okay until we get to know everybody a little yeah. bit okay. more their she'll, mannerisms their antics who they are right you know, i'm so. excited she'll um, drop it on us in the show randomly and i will be like oh that's who yes <laughs> and it can change there can mm-hmm. be multiple but mike d said uh jordan goodwin has piqued my interest as well Huh. That's one of my guys on a later we'll have list. To, we'll keep a we'll keep an eye out. I love Jordan. I think he's might be a little too competitive to be yeah. a sweet baby angel. I, I agree. That. I feel like you he's could be dog. competitive though. No? He he's a dog defensive. No, he's a well, dog. no, like the, these guys, yeah. the sweet baby angel can be competitive because Cam yeah. Johnson was one. He's obviously exactly. competitive. But I feel like he's got that kind of like tenacity and competitiveness to just like his personality off the court. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Okay. Now we'll get into some ones that I actually do have answers to. Uh, Next year's (laughs) jock. We had jock Landale on yesterday's show. If you guys missed that one, go listen to it. Who's going to be next year's jock and how did you interpret this one? Because I feel like we have different interpretations of how we (laughs) decided the answer here. So I think flex and I were on the same page as far as next year's jock is the guy is like the role player who does well this season and probably gets a bag next off season, um, but I know you looked at it differently. So how did you? Determine? I took like the big picture. Like he's a hard worker on the court. You mm. know he's going to bring it night in and night out. But is also a fan favorite. Also real playful, okay. personality wise. A little bit of all of those things. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of how I took it. I, I took it kind of a cross between the two. I, okay. Mm. 
I think it's going to be Ish Wainwright. Ooh, really? Primarily okay. because okay. I'd really love to have Ish Wainwright on the show once a month. Like okay, there we go. Yeah, that'd be great. So, uh, but then Ish you want to lose him next year? Yeah. That's what you're saying? <laughs> if I can get him the bag, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Well, that okay. I'm, I'm the that lucky charm true. here. We're going to get him the bag. <laughs> the that's how it's going to work. Look, you know, so okay. I, I, I just I think he's got that personality. When you get to know him, he he's entertaining as all hell. He's supportive. He's a guy that teammates mm-hmm. love. If he gets his opportunity, he goes out there and he busts his ass. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was Jock. And even going in and out of the lineup and not always getting playing time, he still went out there and worked hard yeah. when he got called. I think that's ish. No, that makes sense. I, I went with Yuta here. I think he's a guy that a lot of people were surprised this offseason. The Suns were able to get him on a vet minimum. So since I was interpreting it as like, fan favorite role player who gets the bag next summer. I feel like it might be, I mean, obviously it's going to be hard for the Suns to retain a lot of these guys because if this team wins as much as we think it will, these guys' values are going to go up. But um, Yuta's probably my guy. And and he also kind of fits with the fan favorite thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I like both those selections. I, I went with Drew Eubanks. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good one. And it, it kind of feels a lot like Jock, you know, backup center. And mm-hmm. um, like I that, I man. just <laughs> huh? tall white guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean it fits the, it fits the narrative. But I love Drew Eubanks. I think he's super underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of connections in the Portland organization, and they hated that he was leaving. Uh, they wanted to do whatever they can to keep uh, Drew Eubanks. Um, he's really athletic. I think this fan base, mm-hmm. we talk about it every night. Why can't DeAndre dunk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's going to dunk. Yeah. Like, this guy's going to dunk. And if you're one of the people that is clamoring on the whole DeAndre and doesn't dunk enough, you're going to fall in love with Drew Eubanks because this guy pounds everything. So um, I think he's going to exceed expectations, and he'll have a bag at the end of the year. Uh, from another team that realizes this guy is more than a vet minimum guy. So I also picked Drew for my next year's jock because, I mean, even yesterday when Jock was on the show, he was telling us personality-wise, too, he's a little bit more outgoing. He'll Mm -hmm. let you in. He'll show off who he is. And then on the court, like you said, he's going to dunk the ball. I feel like he's got a little bit of grit, a little bit of edge to him, which I think people are going to gravitate to because we've kind of been missing that a little bit. Somebody who replaces, like, the spiciness that Jay Crowder kind of had. I yeah, feel like yeah. we might get a little bit of that from Drew Eubanks. And mm-hmm. seems like people in Phoenix really like those guys while they're on our side, of course. Right. Definitely. Um, so I, I also went with Drew. I just think it's going to be fun to watch him play. I think he's going to have some sass. But I also think off the court, he's going to give us a lot of personality and actually like let us into who he is as a human being. When, and I enjoy that. When we had mm-hmm. uh, that Blazers podcaster, Danny Morang on the show, he described him as, what was it, a red ass? Was oh, the term? yeah. <laughs> is that yeah, what he said? That's so right. I'm, okay. I'm looking forward to seeing a guy with a little bit of fight in him. It's going to be yes, fun. exactly. As Hello says, if Pat Bev shoves someone, will Drew fight them? Yes. Probably. He might. Sounds like he <laughs> yeah, might. Yeah, you it ain't going to mess with like Drew. He no. might. Yeah. All right. Best defender. This is a tough one because you could go in like four different directions. I thought about Jordan Goodwin. I thought about Kata Bates-Diop. I thought about DeAndre Ayton and the Vogel effect. Um, I went with the guy who is the defensive specialist, Josh Akogi. Um, I I think there's been a lot of talk about whether him or KBD is going to start. And I do think Akogi, like he had one of the best defensive plays I've ever seen last year when he blocked Jalen Green and then came back down and dunked on him. Yeah. 
that was insane. And and I think that's what he's out there to do. He's out there to wreak havoc defensively. So I'm going to go with him, but there are like a number of, of qualified candidates for this one. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the name that will surprise people. And some may say it's pandering. It ain't. Uh, I think Devin Booker winds up every Ooh, year. Baby. Every year we've seen Book continue to add something to his game when he comes back. Mm. Last year we saw him, especially at the end of the year, show off that passing ability mm-hmm. and rack up those assists. This year, all the narrative we always hear about him is not a good defender. Still continues to this day. I think he goes out there and wants to shut up people and and does it because he doesn't have to carry as much of the load offensively because you got Beal, you got KD, so now he can lock in even more defensively and turn some heads there. Well, okay, and then also, so you know that Book's going to carry at least a fair amount of the playmaking load, right? Mm -hmm. And like you said, a lot of the question is, because we don't have a traditional point guard, who's going to be the guy who can handle the Steph Currys or whatever? Does Book take that personally? Does he say, I want that assignment because I'm tired of this narrative. I'm tired of the conversation. Let me try this out for a hot minute and see how things go. That's interesting. It wouldn't surprise if me. There, if there's any person on planet Earth that would do exactly what you said, it's Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. And he's hearing all this. And I did say this. Uh, I think we talked on a previous show. I love that you went there. He's not the guy I'm picking. But to piggyback on that, I do think this is going to be Book's best defensive year. Okay. Absolutely unequivocally. I think he's going to share a lot of the offensive load with KD and Bill. And I think that's going to allow him to preserve a little bit more on the other end of the floor, which gives him that little juice he's going to need to uh, continue to improve on that end of the floor, which I think he's still terrific. I want to be clear. Book doesn't back down from anybody. He takes Mm -hmm. every assignment. Mm -hmm. He he doesn't make any, any excuses and he does his job. And those are all the signs of a really good defender. So the book doesn't play defense thing is, is kind of old BS. now. And yeah. he's, ne- he's never had a defensive minded head coach. <clears throat> That's right. This guy, you know, Frank Vogel is known for that. That's right. So I think that takes it to another level as well. Yeah. That's right. Um, I'm sorry. I, I no, didn't get good. to my guy though. Best defender. I like Bastia. Um, okay. I think that's my guy this year. Um, you know, he, he reminds me of a poor man's Mikael Bridges in a lot of ways and a lot of things that he does. His point of attack defense is better than people think. He's going to be able to be more like a Swiss Army knife, I think. Mm-hmm. And we saw Jock talk about it yesterday. He, he, Jock was clearly, you know, open about how he felt about mm-hmm. Base Diab. And he was like, hey, man, this guy's a better defender than he gets credit for. Mm-hmm. He's a great locker room guy, and he's going to be willing to do everything that uh, it takes on that end. So I think by the end of the year, he's going to be a guy we depend on a lot on that end. All right. Um, I'm going to go with DeAndre in. Okay. Love it. Half of it is I am pushing this into – I'm manifesting this into existence. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of things, I do like the energy that we saw from D.A. when he was playing with Team Bahamas. Um, I think the change of scenery as far as who is at the head of this team, coaching staff-wise, is going to do wonders for DeAndre. And Now, I do think that it's fair to have a little bit of reservation or maybe even some hesitations about what we might get from D.A. this season. I think that the door is just wide open for him to completely change the narrative like he was talking about to grow and develop his game in different ways. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how he and Frank Vogel and the rest of the coaching staff that is new that has come in here 
um, put their heads together to figure out the best plan of action moving forward to utilize him in the best way for this team. Because I do think if DA comes out and plays defensively like we saw him play when they went to the finals, mm -hmm. this team is going to be yeah. so freaking fun. If your pick is on the money, I don't see how the Suns don't win a championship. Exactly. If he's right. their best defender, I, I don't see how it doesn't happen. I agree. Yes. So, he's slimmed down, too. We'll he, see. He, looks, yeah. he looks good. I just, I don't know. I just think that everything <laughs> is kind of falling into place to be the perfect, like, launching pad for DA this year. And th so this is just his opportunity to seize the opportunity. He just mm -hmm. has to do it. You ever hear about so. my dream? No. What's your dream? My DeAndre Ayton dream? No. No. Two years ago. You hear about that? No. Two years ago, I was on Twitter. This is during the finals run. Before okay. the playoffs started, mm -hmm. I actually had a dream. Woke up in the morning, and it was so vivid. I had a dream that DeAndre Ayton got a weak side block shot to clinch an NBA championship. Oh, wow. And this was before the playoffs had started in 2021. So when we got to the finals, I'm like, man, is this going to happen? It didn't happen, <laughs> but I, I still believe in the dream. Right. So I'm with you, Lynn. He's going he's yes. going to get that block and we're going to all bug okay. out about that. You have so much <laughs> more fun in your dreams. My <clears throat> dream the other night was our post-game show started this week, and I freaked out that I hadn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you're like, hey, NBA championship. I'm like, shit, we yeah. got preseason post-games. That's why you feeling anxious? Don't worry. I, yeah. This season will be fun, I promise. You It'll got be your a wink over there, right? Well, yeah. yeah, there you go. I'm going to need like 12 more of these. <laughs> oh, no. Also, we had a couple of people in the chat um, point out KD. As if when healthy, a really solid defender. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then there were a couple other ones in there as well. And I don't I feel like we're gonna be pleasantly surprised with the defense yeah. this year from the team as a whole. And I mean they were a they were the seventh ranked defense last year despite Correct. all the injuries, despite a major midseason trade. Like they were already really good defensively. Now it's a question of are they gonna be elite? Can they be a top three defense? Um, can they be a top ten defense with all the personnel in and out? I think so under yeah. Vogel, but we're going to see. Yeah. Well, Mike D called KBD a Walmart Kawhi. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. I'll take a Walmart Kawhi. I'm like, you could say that was shade, or you could say it's a compliment. On a veteran we, we, minimum contract, that's not bad. I, I see what you're doing there. Either yeah. which She's way. She's a pro, bro. Make sure you get your shady race. <laughs> I mean, that's it's good. That's was like, but if I did it, everyone would hate well, it. Exactly. Well, but that's all right. I think it's because they expect it from you now, Espo. Look, I feel more Where when I do it, it's like, wait, what? That's <laughs> a Gerald Espo thing. I feel more supported by the by the three of you with the ad reads. So I'm not going to hate on... Uh, no, on we know who the hater is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, we can bust out the Shady the Rays too. just to throw shade at Shaw. Just Shaw right. too, right now. Yeah. I mean, we can do whatever we want here. But you should definitely get your hands on some Shady Rays. These sunglasses are both built to last. They're premium polarized sunglasses. They also look fantastic and they are affordable you get the best of all the worlds when you purchase from shady rays and right now exclusively for you shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season just go to shadyrays.com use that code phnx for 50 percent off two or more, more pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people also they have a phenomenal um protection plan as well so if you lose or break your pair um, they'll replace them. No questions asked. Like it, they're fantastic. And you can always exchange and things of that nature. Also, the season is so close. We're just around the corner, people. If you have not become a PHNX diehard, now is the time to become one. First and foremost, upon joining as a diehard, you get your choice of a free 
item from our merchandise store and you get access to the Discord. But as we're looking ahead to the season, you also get first dibs on all of our events, all of our takeovers, all the fun things that we have planned for you for the upcoming season. So now is the best time to get in on that because these are limited availability. Unfortunately, some of the events, we got to cap them at a certain number. And if you're a diehard, you get first dibs. So you should definitely sign up for being a diehard ASAP. Just go to gophnx.com or check the link in the show notes um, to get there as well. And, and Love it. I think I'm about to write for the six month. Oh my gosh, is your six so. month article coming yeah. up now? Yes, oh, I, wow. I think we're about there. How so. exciting, you guys. It's me breaking down one of Gerald's articles. It's going to be a lot of I fun. love it. Can you, do, can you do an audio version? Sure, no problem. <laughs> All right, let's continue down uh, the questions we have here. Who's going to be our unsung hero? Hmm. So I'm kind of going in a different direction as you guys on this because I think I think most people are thinking KBD will be this fifth starter and he'll be kind of the main point of attack defender. Uh, but I'm going to stay consistent with what I've been saying. I think that'll be Josh Kogi. So my unsung hero is Kata Bates-Diop. I think he's going to okay. be, and I think that could apply even if he is the fifth starter because I think there's going to be so much focus on the core four and guys coming off the bench that I think he might get lost in the shuffle a little bit as like Flex called him a Swiss army knife type guy that can switch multiple positions. Um, he's a really great off ball cutter as well. And mm -hmm. if the three point shot holds up like it did last season, he's going to be a guy that can hurt you from multiple spots on the floor when you're trying to stop KD and book and Beal and DA rolling. Like he could be a guy who swings a playoff game in that way. If he just has like a 15 point <laughs> game or something like that. So he's he's going to be, I think he'll be my unsung hero for the season. I'm going to go completely uh -oh. uh, off the wall with this, but I don't think it's going to be a player. No. <clears throat> I think the unsung hero this year for the Suns is going to be Kevin Young, developing an offense Ooh. that utilizes the talents of all uh, of these guys, including DeAndre Ayton, uh, and, and really being that, that right-hand man to Frank Vogel's defensive mindset. I think Kevin Young winds up as the unsung. Wow. Okay. I, I like, like this that. take. Yeah. I do like this that. Is, you got creative with this, Espo. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I did it on the fly because I didn't write anything down. No. <laughs> Bro, that's... Look that's, at your brain working. <laughs> you might have won this one. The, the wink just kicked in. <laughs> no, yeah, you might have won this one, man. Um, My unsung hero is going to be Eric Gordon. Okay. Okay, and... I, I don't think – I think it's already happened. I don't think people understand how good Eric Gordon still is. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of being swept under the rug a little bit. We saw with the Bohemian national team how good he was. You mm -hmm. saw that he can still get up and bang one on your head at 34. <laughs> yeah. um, you saw that he can take over basketball games at the mm -hmm. end of games versus Argentina multiple times against a really good uh, Argentina team, by the way. Um, I just envision Eric Gordon as a guy that's going to absolutely unequivocally win us playoff games. Mm -hmm. Like we're gonna look back on this show and we're gonna we're gonna come in and do a show after a playoff game and be like, damn, Eric Gordon, those four threes in the fourth won the game. Mm -hmm. Like he can still do that. Yeah. Um, and so we keep saying the core four of DeAndre Book, KD, and Bill. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. There's a part of me that thinks by the end of the year, you might slide Eric Gordon into that fourth spot. And 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 it may, and that's not a knock with DA. I'm just saying I think Gordon has still got that much in the tank. Okay, um, I do. I picked Eric Gordon for the next one, but for unsung hero, 
I'm going a little bit off the rails here with this one, I think, but I'm going to go Josh Okogie because mm. I think a lot of people are really excited about the new pieces that we've added to the team. Mm. KBD being one of the bigger ones, because obviously the conversation is who's that fifth starter. And we've all gone back and forth on Josh Okogie or KBD and at what point in time in the season and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I could see a scenario where KBD gets a little bit more of the spotlight because he's newer, because we're learning for the first time what he is capable of doing. Mm -hmm. And if he does play well, again, a little bit more of the spotlight and attention. I could see Josh Okogie, though, if KBD does win that fifth starting spot, Mm -hmm. if an injury occurs or if something is going south where um, somebody becomes a defensive liability, Josh Okogie stepping in and taking care of that. And that kind of not... Getting as much love as it should, maybe. Mm-hmm. Getting swept sense. under the rug a little bit. Sure. Um, not intentionally, just because we have a lot of new shiny things that are exciting yeah. to learn about we do. and see in action. So I think Josh Okogi could be that. So that's what I'm going to go with. I like it. <clears throat> I do. And and he's a guy that, like, honestly, come playoff time, even if KBD is the fifth starter, it could all just be matchup based yeah. again. Like, yeah. if you're playing Golden State or Memphis and you got to worry about Steph Curry or John Morant, maybe an Akogi would slot in better in that slot as opposed to maybe a more wing heavy team like the Lakers or something I like agree. that. So. And, and, and I, to your point, I love you. I love your point. Unsung hero. Like, the guy no one's going to pay attention to, this is what he's going to do. He's going to lock down, play defense, mm-hmm. give you 15 strong minutes. And at the end of the game, probably not getting any recognition for it. But potentially, I, I, yeah. li- I like that. I think that's a good one. Okay, so our next one is X Factor. And so this is where I put Eric Gordon for all the reasons that you just listed. <laughs> um, I do think Eric Gordon can win us playoff games. I think Eric Gordon is also going to be really good. So he already knows how to handle like younger players mm-hmm. and maybe players who need a little bit more encouragement or need to be pulled to the side and Share, share some more information, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. right? The father figure, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I mean that respectfully. I genuinely do. Mm. Uh, but I think Eric Gordon could be the X factor both on and off the court for mm. us a lot this year. I think he's going to be a veteran voice that maybe previous veteran voices just aren't weren't working. Obviously, there's new players on this team as well. And then on the court, he can still do what Eric Gordon does. Mm. So he, he's going to be my X factor. Can I go Yeah, yeah go ahead. I, I agree. I couldn't agree more. See, I, I struggle with this one because it was a flip There's a lot of these where you're like, yeah. oh, I could put this person, yeah. but they also work here too. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So uh, now X Factor is going to be DeAndre Ayton. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So we kind of, you know, we, we talked about this before. I think DeAndre, everything you said about DeAndre defensively mm-hmm. is what makes him my X Factor. Okay. Um, In a sense that if he reaches all those benchmarks you talked about, to Gerald's point, I think we're the best team in basketball. It's not close. So I think that's him being the X factor. And then also uh, unsung hero going back to Gordon, his chemistry with DeAndre this summer. Yes. They're going to, this is so interchangeable, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) the main thing is that those two guys are in the center of what we're talking about. And I think uh, Eric is going to help DeAndre chemistry wise and mm-hmm. i think deandre is going to have a fantastic year with a new coach a guy like eric gordon who's got some chemistry with him and the belief that i think his teammates got his back yeah i think they do yeah i i waffled between eric gordon and da i think they're they both fit in here i went with da just because if you look at this team like we know what devin booker kd and bradley beal bring to the table it'll take some time for them to figure out you know ball handling and playmaking stuff and build that chemistry, but we know what they're going to bring to the table 
DA is has been kind of our biggest swing factor for the last couple seasons when he's on defensively and yeah obviously they got some help in that finals run but when he's on defensively like that and contributing offensively we've seen how much that raises the sun ceiling because then you truly have no way to stop them on offense and he's a key part of their defense and then we've seen in recent seasons what happens when his production is not where it needs to be or his defensive focus is not to the level it needs to be so I do think if he is the Suns' best defender and if he is able to stay involved offensively without getting upset about touches or, or roll or that kind of thing, like the sky is the limit for this team. So for that reason, I think he's my X factor. Again, going a little off the board here, but my <laughs> X factor is the combined three-point shooting percentage of Yuta and KBD. Okay. Damn, because, I like it. Because what this team lacked last year <clears throat> was that ability to hit those three-pointers, in particular in the corner when uh, when they were open. If they get that out of Yuta and KBD, and in particular KBD, who shot 39% last year, was mm-hmm. a career best, but he hadn't really been in that range before. If these two guys are anywhere near that 39% mark, this team will, will be fighting for that top seed in the West uh, and fighting for a championship because they'll be that good. Espo, you killing this right now. Bro. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll bro, you are killing this right now, Every bro. Every once in a while, I have a brilliant show. <laughs> the, the, the idea was great, but also the fact that you kept your character because Saul's like hovering over <laughs> Espo behind him, printing more papers, you guys. <laughs> Just he's, staring he's down scan- at him. He's scanning now. Oh, now so. he's scanning. Oh, scanning. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That it, we're giving the illusion that, that, that this is such a big space yeah. and that not we got a printer. No, right no one knows this, but our studio is actually in the corner of an office, Max. So yeah. that's yeah. what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Very difficult. Right. They're laminating back there too. Oh my gosh! All right, next up we have biggest surprise. Mm. This one was tough for me. So I went with Drew Eubanks on this one. I, I think a lot of people are underestimating the bounce that this guy has the tenacity that he plays with um like you mentioned that he will dunk on anybody he will also chase any block shot possible um so i think people are going to really enjoy what he brings off the bench i was surprised he signed for the vet minimum and i know i've said that about like three or four guys the sun signed (laughs) but it's true like i felt like he could have gotten more there's a reason portland didn't want him to leave He's a really capable backup big guy, and I think he's going to come in, and people are going to be surprised by what he can do off the bench. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, man. I love Drew. Um, my biggest surprise is a guy that I was literally surprised that we got, mm-hmm. Jordan Go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could not believe when I found out that we got Brad Beal mm-hmm. and they threw in Jordan Goodwin. Yeah. Right. That blew my mind. Now, this guy... I'm from the East Coast. I, I I study a lot of those guys out there. This guy's a dog. You mentioned it. Yeah. I mean, he is a dog. He'll bite your head off, okay? <laughs> and uh, the minute we made the deal, I think I did a show that day, and I immediately said, that's our new Javon Carter, mm-hmm. just bigger. He's He can, he can control the offense. He's going to help out a lot handling the ball. He's going to help out a lot, 94 feet, Mm -hmm. just bringing that tenacious Frank Vogel, 94 feet of pressure. And he's got good chemistry with Bradley Beal. 
Um, and he and he was listen. He's got an underrated underrated offensive game. Mm-hmm. He's got some stuff in his bag. So I think we saw a little bit in summer league. Uh, that's my surprise guy. I think people are gonna fall in love with. Uh, I like that. And I hope so, too, because even Bradley Beal went out of his way at his introductory press conference Mm -hmm. to be like, Goodwin was not a throw in, you guys. Like he comes with his own unique set of skills and talent. He's going to be a valuable piece to this puzzle. Mm -hmm. And I think that just because of the nature of how big the Bradley Beal trade was, it was easy to kind of just have that be a side part, a Mm -hmm. side quest, if you will, that Jordan Goodwin was a part of that trade as well. Yeah, he called him a nasty defender, yes. and I think people his playmaking is yeah. gonna surprise some people. Do you, Do you know that they, he's known him his whole life? I don't like, think I knew yeah. that. Did Bra- I know that? Bradley coached Jordan Goodwin in like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Did he tell us that, or is this new? No, I mean I I know about it. I, mean, I, I knew that they had known each other I didn't from know that. back like, in like the day. Like Bradley coached him as I mean, a sixth grader. Back home, that's cute. And so, is Bradley gonna be our sweet baby angel? Maybe, Brad, yo, Bradley, dude, great dude. He's a good dude. Yeah, great Bradley's. Guy. A, you might, yeah. yo, you know what? That's, that's my. Hey, can I, can I put the, can I put the first yeah, bed in yeah, on Lindsay? Yeah. That's gonna be it. I'm, I'm putting the bed in right now. I'm locking it in. Bed MGM, put it up. We'll see. Brad Beal's gonna be her sweet. I sweet mean, baby sweet angel. Baby angel. Sweet baby angel. the gift meme thing of Bradley Beal when he walked into the tunnel and then came back out and was like yeah. this, immediately fell in love with Bradley Beal. I was like, that yeah. is the best thing ever. Absolutely love it. That did have complete Lindsay energy. It did. it did. It did. It was good. Did you go already? I did not. Do you want to go or do you want sure, me to go? Sure, I'll go. Uh, again, off the board, but I think the Suns television broadcast is going to be the biggest <laughs> surprise this guy this guy season. this guy yeah. Look, I, thought say, I thought you were going to say i thought you were going to say the mask i thought you were going to say the mask with this sun's one. gorilla will surprise this year <laughs> actually not a gorilla this year it's a sunflower no uh i fun fact sunflower was you know an original mascot with the team but anyways oh no uh, sunflower yeah. there was really? a woman that dressed as a sunflower that was the unofficial mascot oh, anyways though my biggest Dang. surprise oh, is is gonna, i think going to be the television broadcast because no longer are they constrained to what bally's had them do gra- graphics wise and package wise and sounder wise and all this stuff Plus, I have it on pretty good authority. They have a pretty large budget this year to do things, and we may be seeing different elements to the broadcast that haven't been around nice. in a little while. So I think we're going to have a much better uh, telecast as a whole this year. So that's my biggest surprise. Okay. Um, <laughs> I went with Yuta, but then at the same time I was like, can we technically pick something as a surprise that everybody has been telling us that <laughs> right, is going right. to be a surprise. <laughs> but then at the same time, I'm like, sure, why not? I don't know. But literally every single person we've talked about, about Yuta is that you're going to be pleasantly surprised what he brings to the table. You're going to be surprised. You're going to be so excited to have this kid on your team. Obviously, the relationship with Katie is going to be huge there. But I'm just really excited to see what Yuta brings to this team because everyone keeps talking about how much of a surprise it is. And going back to what your point was with Gerald, with so many people on this team that the Suns were able to bring in on the vet minimum, mm-hmm. he was one of those ones that's kind of like, okay, you probably could have gone out and got a little bit more money too. Right. Um, so Yuta's going to be my pick for that who, one. Who was your sweet baby? Uh, what is it again? Sweet, sweet baby, baby angel. angel. Sweet yeah. baby angel. Who's, who's like the, the, the guy that got that award for you last year? I don't know if we had one locked down, did we? 
No, you I got think it so kind of, heartbroken. It kind of mixed. Did he get traded? Well, Cam, like, is well, that Cam, well, because Cam, Cam, and yeah. then Cam left, and I was like, well. So, but, so Cam is like the Cam prototype. was the original, yes. Yeah. And then Mikel also fits in there as well. And then it's like, well, now I just don't. See, have I, I, I only ask that because I love your Uta pick. I, yeah. I think it makes perfect sense. And I think Uta is a lot like Cam Jones. Really? Yes, okay. I do. Yeah. Well, then maybe Uta is the yeah. guy. Didn't we have. Can I change my pick? Of, <laughs> of Cam Jones. You get it now. It's hard. It's yeah, a lot did. of work. Yes. Oh, we did. Did we yes, what? We did. Didn't we have a picture of Cam Johnson on a, on oh, a baby angel? I think we did, point? actually. You're absolutely wow. right. Yeah. Um, okay. Final one, mm -hmm. MVP. You want to clarify that, Gerald? Yeah, so this is just MVP of the Suns, not MVP of the league, because yes. you could go on any sports betting app like BetMGM, and you would see that Kevin Durant has better odds at MVP plus than Kevin Booker. for Kevin yeah. Durant, plus mm -hmm. 1,600, I believe, for Kevin Booker. I'm going with Booker on this one, and I totally reserve the right to be wrong about this because Kevin Durant is one of the – probably 2015 greatest players of all time. Yeah. Um, and he had a phenomenal season last year, even though when he got to the Suns, obviously the injury kind of took the wind out of his sails a little bit. But I think with the increased focus on playmaking for Book, obviously it's not going to be just him. They've talked about how him and Beal and KD are going to share that burden a little bit. But I do think Devin Booker's assists are going to spike because of it. I think he's going to have to balance the scoring and playmaking more than probably anybody else on the roster. And I just, I can't get around the fact that even though Kevin Durant is probably the best player on this team, I still think this is Devin Booker's team. Yeah. And I think in the playoffs, we saw him approaching what it's going to be like every postseason when he gets there. I don't know, you know, I don't think he's going to shoot 75% over a two-game stretch against the eventual champs again. But I'm not ruling why, it out either. Why like, not? <laughs> like he right. was averaging above 30 points per game on better than 50% shooting. I still think it might be book. And and especially with KD's injury history over the last couple seasons factored in, I think there's a better chance book plays more games than KD. So I, I'm giving the nod to book. Yeah, I, I, I'm going with book too. Mm -hmm. I, I just think Davin's going to have a breakout year this year. And it's hard to say that. I mean, he's already. What's a breakout year for Devin, right? right? <laughs> so it, it it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but no, so I I went and studied this. I was in my office the other day, and I'm thinking, I'm like, like, what does Book have to do to have that type of jump? And I think the one thing we haven't seen is a thirty point season mm -hmm. across the board. Thirty points a game for Book. He's tinkered around it for a long time. Um, I go back to the playoffs, Lindsay, and I and I see how free he played. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like I coached a high school kid that was like triple team and double team like his whole high school career. And then and all of a sudden he got on a better team and he had one on one coverage and he looked like a whole different player. Right. Devin is going to, for the first time in his life, get that freedom. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to lead to an MVP season, at least for the Suns. And without being too bold, I'm thinking like, you know, 28 and a half points a game. Nine assists, seven boards. He's gonna get close. He's gonna tinker with a triple double, uh, if that's not too bold. But I'm going. Well, I think at least from the assist level or assist perspective, you can absolutely say that we're gonna see higher numbers from him this year. Because like you guys were talking about with yeah. the ball handling and playmaking, yeah, it's it's inevitable that mm -hmm. his numbers there yeah. will go up. But I also think that. 
This one was really hard for me because initially when we said MVP, I was like, oh, league, it's definitely Kevin Durant. Yeah. As much as I think Devin is equally deserving, it would be KD just because the national and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But then when you break it down to just the Suns, it's so hard <laughs> because I do think Devin is probably 1A and KD is 1B. Mm -hmm. But I think Kevin Durant... If you don't have Kevin Durant, does Devin have the ability to go and do all of those things no. to play more freely? What is Kevin Durant going to do with that second unit? Because I have a feeling we'll see KD potentially be one of the only starters, the main starter probably playing with that second unit. Those minutes are going to be so impactful and so important as well. Yeah. I don't I That's don't think a there's a wrong point. answer between there KD is and no. Book. We, but and it's, we, it's tough. We saw the stagger with both Book and KD because KD would come out around seven minutes into the first book would finish the first with mostly bench guys. And then KD would be back out there to start the second. And those units were pretty effective, um, especially before he rolled that ankle. Mm -hmm. um, but I also do think like Flex was saying, like we saw it in those first three games. And then after KD came back, how much easier Devin Booker's life was. Yeah. And we saw it in the playoffs too, even though like he was on an all time heater there. So it's you can't go wrong with either one yeah. of those picks, yes, honestly. No. Yes, you can, because you're all wrong. Oh, oh here we go. Oh boy, the, who the, is it, Espo? The MVP is Matt Ishpia. Oh, come on, <laughs> Matt Ishpia. All right, your heat check just sailed <laughs> over the oh, get out. <laughs> Hold on, get out. He he said, "Screw your second apron." Mm -hmm. He brings in all these guys. Mm -hmm. He's putting Amari and Marion in the Ring of Honor. He, he's unveiling a new Ring of Honor this year mm -hmm. uh, he's overseeing this it, it it could wind up being if they close us out the best 15 month run we've ever seen from an from an owner or any sports figure in this town I, that's why I, i'll say mm -hmm. it. if we're talking strictly on the court you guys are right you can't go wrong with with booker kd but i think if you're looking at a franchise perspective it's him one and i think this fan base too for doing Putting enough pressure on things to get Matt Ishbia here. Damn. Okay. I, you went way I out, yo, bro. I like your outside the box thing. I do. I, I, I like it. You threw a different element in there. I could see it. Listen. I mean, I could have just went, yeah, uh, it could be uh, Booker, Katie. Yeah. No, no, I, I like it. And you would have been right either you way. You would have been right. <laughs> you would have been right. I like the outside of the box thinking. I have a hard time giving an MVP to somebody not playing the game. I don't know. He got him a point last year in the playoffs. So <laughs> This is fair. Against the champs. I just, I, I don't know. I have a hard time designating MVP of any sort of organization to somebody who is not a player. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much money you spent on whatever, it is the player who is doing the actual work, the actual play, the yeah. game, winning the things that we want. It's, yeah. They're the they're the prize. Let, let me just say this. That's my only thing. The three of you. I'm with you. You're the real MVPs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Liz, I, I want to piggyback real quick on something you said. Yes. About books assist numbers. Um, and you, you mentioned KD in your point. Think about Book passing the ball now. How many times did you see Book? I, I, interesting, so Gerald, you can probably fill in. Is there a stat for how many times Devin should have had assists and the shot was missed? Potential assists. Potential yeah. assists. Mm -hmm. There we go. I lost track. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
that's going to change. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. now those potential true. assists are going to Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant. And they're going to make shots. Mm -hmm. They're and not going to Josh. KD and potentially Correct. Yuta or Yuta. Yeah. Correct. So I think that's going to naturally elevate. But you made a great point about KD in a sense of the reason why Book is going to get one-on-one -on -one coverage is because KD is now taking so much attention. Mm -hmm. And that's the Brad Beal effect, too. So I, I think it's hard to say one MVP because they're all going to play a big role. Shit, Brad Beal is going to be right. an MVP guy for the gravity he has on one side of the floor, allowing them to play so free. So mm. you can't go wrong. But, uh, yeah, I don't know about Matt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this one comes from Laking Ball. They sent us a super chat, and I think we can add this in here. Uh, do you guys think this is a narrative year for KD? What happened in Brooklyn and the last two playoffs? I think he is going to prove he can win without Steph. Do you think this year for Kevin Durant is a narrative changing type of year? No. Hell yeah. I, I feel, uh, and maybe in the in the scope years from now, yes. <laughs> in the moment, I think people are going to go, well, he's just on another super team. And it's like, ah, yeah, I, I don't whatever right okay the guy figured out how to win a title that's what the goal is so any any so i i think that's going to be the narrative short term but if they win it and maybe win a few long term it's going to be like oh well that was another great moment or great era in his career as he aged he still was able to get it done I, yeah I, I think it can be a narrative shifting gear for him um, I mean, people are people have poked holes in every championship yeah. throughout NBA history. <laughs> like, uh, I, it's just an annoying part of the discourse. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. we have to always find ways to, to tear down championship teams, championship players, players that haven't broken through and won a title yet. Um, we're always doing that. So I, I think with Kevin Durant, because of the way that he joined that Warriors team, people are always going to say unfair shit about his legacy and all this stupid stuff. But I think if he wins another title without Steph, that would do wonders for shutting some of those people up. Yeah. Even if he is surrounded with Devin Booker and Bradley Beal and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that it is in that way for him because you can tell he hates talking about this type of stuff yeah. because he always gets thrown such unfair criticism his way. Like the biggest thing in OKC was that he hadn't broken through and won a title. So he goes somewhere where he can win a title and was the best player on those two teams. Right. And it's still not enough. So yeah, he doesn't drive a bus. Right. right. Like, <laughs> okay. Can I go back to the whole, you brought up that if they do win a championship, people will claim, Oh, well he just joined another super team. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think you should be allowed to claim that the Suns are a super team, even if they are, mm -hmm. I don't think you should be allowed to claim it unless you were arguing about Devin Booker getting more respect like five Thank years you. ago. Right. Because you. you can't last year, Talk shit about That's Devin right. Booker and the Phoenix Suns, and then this year be like, oh, well, it's a super team, so it doesn't count. I'm not going I'm to that. have it. I'm no. with that. Selective amnesia. Right. That's what it is. So, yeah. so Devin's not good enough back then, but now right. he's a super team guy. Like, right. You can't have it both ways. Exactly. Right. You, you can't, DA's I'm, being rated like middle of the pack among right. centers. Bradley Beal, nobody's thought about him being an right. all-star for years because right. he's been on 30 win Washington so Wizards teams. Yeah. Like, if, if, they're, if they win now, they'll, they'll, they'll claim the super team. Yeah. But they'll well, forget that they criticized mm -hmm. Brad Beal for two years and, and his dip. Exactly. Right. And all the other I, I don't think you can. No. no. I, absolutely not. 
be prepared because that's going to be every single person in Denver if the Suns yeah. team wins. Well, yeah. I'm going to go to Denver and, and I'm going to tie team. a shopping cart to all your cars right. and really inconvenience your day. I have an interesting parallel to this KD question. Um, and I do think it's going to change the narrative. And, and my parallel was LeBron James. Mm-hmm. So when I think about when people ask this question, I say, okay, uh, what KD did in Golden State was no different than what LeBron did in Miami. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. Yep. Now, the narrative changed when LeBron went back to Cleveland and won that championship. Mm-hmm. Then it changed again when he decided to leave again and go to L.A., right? Mm-hmm. When he went back to Cleveland and won that ring, the narrative was changing. The fans that mm-hmm. were uh, pissed off at Bron was starting to come back, me included. Mm-hmm. I, I was very mad at Bron when he did the Miami thing. When he went back to Cleveland and won, I'm like, yo, respect, King. Mm-hmm. And then he left again. I'm like, I take the shit back. I'm not the king. <laughs> right? So, because I like the Cleveland thing. Never won a championship. You went home. You did it. Mm-hmm. But let's not lose facts. Um, let's not lose the focus that that LeBron team had Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. and a very good Kevin Love mm-hmm. still on that team. Okay, so I think this is a similar parallel. If KD goes to Phoenix and he wins a ring and brings that first championship to Phoenix Mm -hmm. with some guys that never won before, Mm -hmm. how the hell can you hate on that? I I think I think that's the narrative. I think it changes. It says KD went there and did that. And as long as he stayed in Phoenix, he's cool. Now, if he go back to Golden State, the hell with him. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, you feel me, right? Yeah. 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 Preach. Here we go. But exactly. Like, I think. If you want to claim, if, however you feel about the Suns, super team, not super team, whatever, I don't think you can claim that he joined a super team when they hadn't ever won before. No. Like, I, I don't think that that's fair. That's and he didn't, fair. technically, he didn't join a super team. He joined a team that Devin Booker was on with a gutted rush, roster. Around. That's right. Mm-hmm. They happened to add a Bradley Beal after, they, too. They, that was secondary. Good point. So. He, didn't, he didn't join a team that was at that point. Yeah. Somebody said, yo, somebody that said that's not what you going to tell me LeBron, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh ain't similar to what KD did in Golden State. Why? Like, I'm just, I'm just reading somebody in there yeah. and I'm like, he's like, Flex is different. How? Yeah, it's. Am I tripping, Gerald? No, I no. You'll learn to deal with this. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, guys. It's, no, it's the fine. same thing. There, obviously, there's different levels to it, and people always fixate on the fact that the Warriors had won 73 games the season before, and they lost. But they also lost Harrison Barnes. I'm pretty sure they lost Andrew Bogut. Like they lost yeah. two or three key pieces from that team. It was not the same team. That's right. And I, I, I totally understand it, but like. This has been happening throughout NBA history. It's not just a LeBron or a KD thing, anyway. So, right, but true. people focus on them because they need their superstars to win a certain way. You have to stay loyal to your franchise, despite the fact that you might come up in trade rumors and you might be in a city that you don't even want to live in or play mm-hmm. in, in in the first place. You have to win there. You have to do it the right way without building a super team. And I'm going to continue uh, to move the goalpost as well. Uh, it's I always hate, moving goalposts. I hate yeah. always. too because before expansion, I mean. I'm sorry, but Magic and Bird played on super teams. Right. Because the talent Hell yeah, was so condensed. Hell yeah, you, they you did. Know, you're, you're looking at McHale and Parrish with Bird. You're looking at Worthy and, and you McHale, know, Kareem. Yeah, Kareem. Like you're, you're playing on super teams just because there was so little, uh, you know, with so few teams that there was a lot of talent on all these. So right. I, I think it's a crap argument anyways. Yeah. 
Emma wrote what? me a note. Oh, Emma uh, it's for me and Emma only. You guys oh, okay. can't. Know. She said, "End but the show." <laughs> danger in the chat. I feel like gets it. People only hate the KD thing because it's like Thanos joining the team, and it feels unfair. Oh it's God. really that's really what it is. It's <gasps> all about feeling oh, I, unfair. Why did you, your that? feelings? Don't matter right we, now. We start and end Sorry. with a bad superhero uh, take from us. <laughs> well, yeah, we had to. We had to bring it full circle. I get what they're saying, but like at the same time, I I don't understand the complaint because I feel like those Warriors teams with KD and those Heat teams with LeBron James, no matter how you felt about the way that they were formed, gave us some absolutely beautiful basketball yeah. and some really memorable finals and playoff runs. Like, yeah, the Warriors inevitability got a little bit old by year two or year three, but like those teams were a joy to watch. And I, I just don't care about this stuff. Like if you're, if Kevin Durant is the best player on a court that includes Steph Curry and LeBron James in the finals and wins all like finals MVP back to back years, I'm focusing more on that than this other shit. Well, yeah. and a guy that drives that KD narrative is Barkley. I love Barkley, but Barkley Tried to go to a super team in Houston. Oh, he ain't try. He, he did. He forced to eat. Well, they turned out to be too old to be. Yeah, a super but team. he. Yeah. But he forced his way to a team with Hakeem and Drexler, who had won two titles, uh, and forced his way there. And Everybody Pippen, right? Has to put themselves in a situation <laughs> to win. That's right. the point. Right. Including all of us hey. normal people as well. I mean, you're going to tell me Flex you wouldn't put team. yourself in the best situation <laughs> to win in life? Okay, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Team, Flex is the KD of PHNX. We hey, won I'm 73 guilty. last year. Guilty as charged. These guys, <laughs> super team. I just jumped on, man. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, gentlemen, that'll do it for us today. Thank you all for joining us. We really appreciate you. If you were watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up on your way out. Also, subscribe and turn on notifications so that you know whenever we're live. If you're listening to this, wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, subscribe. It's all free, and it helps us out a lot, and we appreciate you. Until we see you tomorrow, which, by the way, is going to be a really fun show, mm -hmm. um, please come tomorrow <laughs> on the YouTube. It's going to be better on YouTube, I think, than it will be on audio. It'll still be good on audio. Don't get me wrong. But I think you should try and be here tomorrow, 3 p.m. live uh, with us. But until we see you tomorrow, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember, if you're building a podcast studio, don't put a goddamn printer five <laughs> feet away from your chair and a microphone. Ahoy, hoy! PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I'll always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob, turn the beat on.